to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. We deliver a hunting podcast from Ontario, Canada. We're going to give you season updates, harvest reports, and how we go from field to plate. We're going to even talk about our equipment setups and all the cool hunting stories we've experienced over the years. We're just a couple of guys who understand we don't know everything, but boy, can we put meat on the table every year. Welcome back to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, and we just want to take this second to thank our friends over at Kickaboo Spices who are help making our eating styles and lifestyles a much healthier one. They help with their dry rubs, their meat marinades, and the meat juice spices, and we have something special for you guys that we would like you to enjoy, that we get to enjoy, and what do we have for them? Well, we got 10% off for anything on their website, so you go to their website, you put all the stuff in the cart. And you put the promo code in KIKAOOP, which is K-I-K-A-O-O-P. You get 10% off your order. And if you guys are listening to this, chances are we just made a fantastic meal. We did it with Wild Game that we got ourselves. And 99% chance we use Kickaboo Spices in there somehow. Go to kickabooshop.com to get your discount on food spices today. Well, it took us about 45 minutes to get the program running tonight. But yeah. What's up, strangers? We're alive. We're kicking. We're uh, going. Hope everyone had a great Canada Day weekend. That was yeah. last weekend, so it's been a while. Yeah, it's been time. We've, uh, well, I know you've been swamped. I've been swamped. Yeah. We've been crazy busy. With this is a general summer for us, though. Yeah, I mean it's it's unfortunate for the podcast part, but you know it's it's good to make some side money and stay busy, and time flies and save some money for hunting season. Put it put in our hours now to get all the vacation time for the necessary time in the year pitter patter let's get out of we've got a couple <laughs> visitors down here that are getting their play on the Some cat and the dog for your friends yeah yeah anyways what'd you do for canada day weekend kim i went up to the trailer did a little bit of fishing had no luck um watched some fireworks had some drinks had many fires a very nice relaxing canada day after you know slaving for a few weekends and working hard and just being busy around home. Yeah. How about you? Well, I went to do a bathroom rental on the Saturday and then went to the Ambro Highland Games on, uh, I think it was the Monday or the, yeah, that was the Monday. So anyways, if you've never been to the Ambro Highland Games, it's awesome at the Scottish Festival and they have a giant band of uh, bagpipe people and it's really cool to see and they do the Highland Games, like the uh, shot put and they throw like, basically telephone poles mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a cool thing to go do but. great canada day festivities yeah that was awesome it was good man it was relaxing it's it's much needed time after you know working and you know i know you're working crazy hours because of the way your work goes you take a few weeks off if not a few months off throughout the winter months so for me i'm I, you know i get home at a scheduled time all the time and as soon as I get home, I get dinner prepped, I go to the gym, I come home, cook, shoot my bow, and that's a day. Yeah. That's almost every day. And you're punching the clock so that you get all your time done, and then your weekend's kind of your playtime, minus when you're doing all your that's side stuff. So it was it was much needed it's kind of like you know we can slowly start to get back into the swing of things um you know you did some some fun stuff adventurous stuff over the weekend what was that all about uh yeah we uh well shrimps and i went uh kayaking with our buddy lucas so we got in at ingersoll that was quite a far trek you guys did yeah four hours down the thames into uh putnam it was just about four hours floating 
but it was it was cool, man. Like windy turns and just saw lots of wildlife, and I, I like that exploring aspect. Mm-hmm. So it was it's a cool thing. I want to take you out there kayaking. One yeah, of it'd days. be a blast. Kayaking is just a good activity, man. Like it's good for your shoulders for archery. It yeah, relaxes you, and I, I just think it's good to get out there. I haven't done any fishing this year, unfortunately, though. No, I just I wet a couple lines through Canada Day weekend, and that was it. I'm definitely jonesing to get out there. Yeah. I've been too much into trying to be fit and is what i think of it in my head whether i am or not but that's what i try and do and that's it i uh, got out with uh, craig who runs our winter archery league you're well aware of um he took me out to shoot field as i was talking to you about a little earlier tonight so shooting field archery that was a blast so i've never shot field archery what's like what is it essentially it is it's you're still walking around through a trailed course kind of like you would for 3d Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a little bit of, say, the total archery challenge to it where you're shooting uh, up high and really low, steep angles, um, but you're shooting paper. So I couldn't, I don't want to say what the scoring sequences are for the rings because I might mess that up. Um, but I know if you're shooting the center, you're shooting white on, you know, say, a blue-white face. Right. Um, your white is your five. If you're out of that, you're four. Obviously, an X is your higher count. Um, and that one you kind of set up with like different crowds of people. So it can be different. You can shoot what's called like a bunny target. And that one you'd shoot from a further distance and you'd walk all the way up using one pin. You can shoot, uh, all the way up to 80 yards. Most of them are longer shots. So I think this, the shortest one we did was probably one of the bunny targets. Um, but the longest being 82 yards. So that was pretty cool. And you put four arrows, I believe out. Okay. at these so um it was it was really cool it definitely can really help improve your 3d game um i am still very virgin to it and i'd like to get out more and do that can you use a rangefinder for field yep oh okay, cool. okay. Yep. there are there are marked um notations when you get up to each uh shooting stand where or shooting point rather um, it'll tell you right on the sign whether it's like 35 yards. Doesn't tell you what the downhill is, but you know adequately you need to know kind of how your equipment's shooting to compensate for what that angle might be. Yeah. But it was definitely a task shooting something that you've never shot before. You know, you've talked about that when shooting a recurve, kind of the same feeling, right? It was uh, I was going into it with someone that shoots it very very well. Yeah, Craig's known for his. Field. Oh, absolutely, and. Uh, you know, I, I'm okay at archery and I was going into it with high hopes as I do for everything, but I was definitely, uh, mistaken for sure. It was definitely something that I, you could tell as the first time I was shooting it. You're out of your league kid. Yeah, absolutely. But it was cool. Maybe what I could do is, uh, the next time I could get to do that with Craig, um, is kind of make like a, a tutorial video on what yeah. it is from start to finish and i think it'd be great because i've yeah. never shot field and i i know a lot of people haven't shot field mm-hmm. i think most people okay i want to say a hundred percent of archers have shot paper yeah i think most people shoot paper and then i think 80 maybe 75 have shot 3d um and then i think it's probably gonna be like 20 percent that shoot field yeah if that yeah. yeah i think it'd be very cool stay tuned for some club members in the London area. There could be some cool things to come in the near future. Yeah, I hope so. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, so 
we always talk about what we ate for food and what we were drinking. So, um, this so this drink always reminds me of Bear Camp. Yeah. So Cam, you want to tell everyone what the hell this is? Is it coffee? Yeah. Coffee really whiskey. Is. It is just uh, like it tastes like coffee, um, but obviously your nice hint, your nice warm throat of whiskey. And it's a perfect blend of the warm throat whiskey with your f- coffee flavor. Yeah. I like the Mouthful. little little kick of coffee you get at the end. It's it's delicious. Something nice to sip on. Very good when it's cold. Yeah. Don't need uh, to mix it. No, not one bit. Okay. So we had that and we had uh, kind of like a chicken finger taco night. Yeah. Taco fried Tuesdays. Fried chicken strips with, I made guacamole from scratch and we did some... Uh, I guess technically those are pickled onions, like because they sit in vinegar for a bit. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can call it that. If yeah. we're if we can't, we are. Yeah. We're gonna call it that. So some pickled onions, and then what else do we do? We did the peppers with kickaboo spices. Yeah, yeah, some green peppers, kickaboo spices, on top of there, and then feta cheese and a little bit of barbecue sauce. Yeah, it's delicious. It's we, so the whole story behind that is that we had at uh, the ATA show. We went to this uh, whiskey club. Kitchen. Whiskey Kitchen? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yep, Whiskey Kitchen. And they made some unbelievable tacos, and they had like a, um, it was like a jalapeno jam or something. Remember what that was? No, but I know what you're talking about. Right, like it's it's along that line. It was like a jelly of some sort, like a sauce, but it was so good, and it was like a half-price thing, so it's already cheap over there. So when we went, it was like... I don't know. These things were like two fifty a piece, so we were smashing okay, these tacos. Wait, wait, wait. So we get there just to give the whole story. We get there and we're like, "Oh, let's go have you know a whiskey and a couple of beers. We're in Kentucky. Let's enjoy ourselves." Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get a snack. So we see these tacos. We're like, "Yeah, we'll each get two, whatever." Now our fat asses decided <laughs> that after two of those tacos, I think I had like six or seven, man. I would say you had more than that because I had I had five. Right. I must have had seven or eight then. Yeah, like, easily. Oh, yeah. They were so good. Anyways, I just need to add that. Oh, story. it was delicious. So we tried to relive that tonight with those ones that we had made. So uh, it was pretty good. And yeah, just kind of got to catch up with how things have been. Um, have you been able to shoot much? Um, no. No, no, not really. No, not really. So busy. Yeah. Well, it doesn't bother me too much if I don't get to shoot for a while. Yeah. I, I'd like to, but, you know, sometimes it gets busy. I really want to actually do sporting clays soon. Yeah. So there's a cool place just outside of Strathroy, where you're from. And I believe it's called Twin Creek or Twin Stream. It's a shooting preserve, so they do a pheasant hunt there if you're interested. But so sporting clays is so much more different from normal trap shooting because, you know, Sometimes you're shooting a clay on its side that rolls on the ground. It st- it uh, emulates a rabbit. Yeah. Sometimes there's you know two clays that go straight up vertically at the same time and kind of emulates a teal flush. And so there's all these different clays that you know kind of mimic what real animals do. So it's really cool. It's uh it's not like normal boring trap shooting. And I like to do that before waterfowl season. I actually really like to get everyone together. And do that shoot because it's not far from me and it's not expensive, so it's usually a good time. Yeah, I I'd certainly be interested to do that. I think so. I uh, I'm really excited for th- these new spy ca- um, spy point cameras we got. I've I think we I could say both of us have had pretty good success with them. Yeah, how's yours going? Are you still getting 
I actually just moved mine. Okay. So lately, I haven't got anything yet because I just mm-hmm. literally like last weekend. Um, so I, I mean, I've got some dough. Do you move it out to? Yeah. Your spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's out there now. But I'm looking. What reminded me is I'm looking at your computer screen right now, and your background is a beauty bug. Yeah. So I don't have a name for him yet. No. But I've got lots of photos of him. I've got about two dozen saved of him. Now, is he the same one? So for everyone listening, Cam has this one photo. Different. Very. I want to say same gene. Like I would say it's the same gene. Because that those antlers come out in such a sharp diagonal. Yeah. They're not, you know, curled out. They're like yeah. straight V's. It makes a V with the antlers. He's uh so like we're we're just looking at this guy and already he's he's got six points clearly visible at this point. And the other one kind of goes a little more straight up and then out and just really thick beams. Um this guy not quite as much at that kind of same stage. But I'm super excited to see i haven't got any recent of this guy but the last one i got uh recent of which was the end of june he's a large nine already uh so he's a big buck and huge body on him i'm super excited they are hitting the mineral station so hard um but this camera's awesome big holes they dig in not really i just dig them about eight inches and then just dump the thing in there and kind of around it and then that way, once, you know, they, they clean up everything around it, they dig at it a little bit, but, uh, some people actually say that they bury theirs in dirt or grass or, you know, I, I've heard that a lot for salt licks. People buy, uh, like the salts you put in a pool mm-hmm. and they'll actually bury them down like eight inches below the, t- the soil and yeah. actually bury them. Yeah. And I guess they sniff it out and they dig for it. I don't know. Mine, I, I've had a four at mine all fighting at it. I actually think i saved the picture of the two deer fighting so oh, it was yeah. like they're on their hind legs and they're both doing the claw like it, it's pretty funny so i finally got a trail camera photo like that which is funny nice. but there's always like three or four or you know these guys are coming in one by one or there's little guys these big ones they're pushing them right out but there's got to be i got to see at least six or eight bucks yeah. at least so if you're getting photos of deer without antlers right now, probably chances are it's a doe. Yes, absolutely. The antler growth is really, really noticeable right now. Like I said, the photos on some of these guys, like an easily distinguishable nine at this time, is it's pretty good considering that there's a very late crop. But I'm doing what I can to yeah. to help them, and that'll you know this late crop thing. It, it it's kind of kind of crappy because they're not getting all the same nutrients that they generally have this time of year they're not going to be maybe the same size come hunting season but throughout hunting season this is going to help them throughout the winter months a lot more oh yeah for sure and i think it's good that they're coming to the same spot over and over again Mm -hmm. right now i mean who knows might change during the rut obviously but we could suffer a little bit this year uh, but i can almost i would put money on the fact that next season is going to be a great season there's going to be a lot of deer yeah, I. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. So, right in our area of southwestern Ontario, our crop, especially corn, went in late, and most farmers we talk to are saying they're going in two weeks later than normal, mm. and that's just because of all the rain we've had. Soil's too wet; they can't put it in yet. Yeah. So, anyways, it's in now and it's been in for a little bit, but I mean, it's two weeks behind where it should be. Yeah. So you see photos <coughs> of crop from last time, this time of year, and corn usually at this time of year is like usually about four four feet or so i was just gonna say three four feet 
And right now, in most <coughs> spots, it's like a foot and a half. Yeah. So we'd like, I like to see what it does, especially for, for late season, because mm-hmm. crop will probably still be up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's going to be good or bad for some spots. I like to have uh, corn. It kind of makes them push on the edges. And some spots I like when the corn's gone because it makes them go through the field. But mm-hmm. we're going to see how it affects my hunting properties this year. Yeah. I, um, you know, a couple little kind of information pieces that I keep in mind. So we're, we're just getting into July now and, uh, for me, it's a little bit earlier to hang my sets, but, uh, I have one that I actually really should take down. Um, but that one, I don't have a cell camera out at. So, um, there's a couple, there's two nice bucks there when I last changed the card and put new batteries in for the next month and a bit. Um, but once I go take that down, I've already on my way into my cameras and, I would imagine that you do the same thing. And for those that don't, maybe a good practice to get into is start trimming your walking lanes to where your stand is, where you think it's going to be. Um, I always just rough my feet up as I'm going in. I take a pair of secutors or pruners and I'll just trim off small branches to go to my trail camera. And if and when I, I try and only go check them three, maybe four times throughout the year, I'll do that every time I go in there and just prune a little bit so that when it comes close to season or when I'm hanging a set, like I know where I'm going, it's kind of, you know, it's established. It's been there all season that the deer, as soon as the foliage starts coming, they're like, oh, there's a little bit of an opening there. There always has been. Yeah. So that's one thing I like to do. And then throughout the next month, um, once August hits, I'll do one last card pull and then battery update and then I'll start hanging sets and that will be when I'm really starting to prune trees and trim limbs and yeah. do all my major work. And I think it's perfect now to mention, you know, we, we've kind of hyped up these cameras, but if you didn't have any of the old cameras, you just have these new spy point link micros, <laughs> you wouldn't have to really go out there to do the battery change or the card pulls. You no, know, I, I can tell you right now. Them. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. You can change so many different functions when it comes to your phone, how many times it comes to your phone. Yeah. I got you, a bunch you can even of do it uploads instantly. already. So here. as soon as the deer's there, it'll send one. And yeah. It drains the batteries a little faster, but. So I'm just checking what we, it's the status here and that's part on the, like the menu display. Mm. So I changed this out two weeks ago. Yeah. I think two weeks ago and I'm just at 60% battery it's awesome and the cool thing is that i don't think we've mentioned before is it automatically tells you the moon phases on the photo yes yeah. and the temperature yeah. which i think is going to be huge temperature hunts. time moon phase yeah. it's, it's a huge hunt season it's great right now i'm reading uh where where my cam is it's 15 degrees number of pictures this month 995 photos yeah. this month it's it's awesome and yeah I, for 200 bucks like 199 canadian that's awesome camera yeah so much the quality is great I've been really happy with it. I, I like not having to go out, put a bunch of scent in the woods. Yeah, absolutely. It's this perfect. is another one here. Cam's just this was you photo yesterday. Oh, he's wide. Yeah, that's that's an eight. Okay, and that's yesterday. Yeah, that's so, yesterday. So let's see what today is like. So right there, it shows me eighteen degrees and the moon phase. That's cool. Okay. So we got a doe there. Yeah. That was this morning. She's still there. Do you think still you'll ever stick. buy another camera that's not a cellular camera now? Nope. Yeah. I've got f- four now, four regular cameras. Yeah. I These cell cameras, they just, you know what? Some may call it cheating. 
Dude, they're game changers. It is it is game changing. I don't call it cheating because I, I can't get in there right now and hunt. And no. even if I could, there's going to be a lot of instances where I'm at work or, you know, whatever. It may not fan out for me. The biggest thing is, is it's keeping me out of the bush more. So yeah, I'm doing a lot more research while I'm at home, more reading, more activities, more of what I want to do, more things with Victoria, and I'm not in the bush disturbing it. So when I'm getting all these photos to my trail camera all the time, I'm doing less impact on the bush. This is great. Yeah, 100%. Is that, so that photo we talked about earlier on your computer, is that from that spy point? Nope, that's from the other trail camera. I've kind of got them separated on two different properties, one on okay. water, one on a large spot of food and the mineral which is my cell camera okay. so i've got them kind of coming and going from two different spots so i was gonna say the quality looks decent but i didn't see the spy point uh all yeah the no this is just a wild gamer oh, okay cool. not bad i've always ran wild game uh and the one spy point now i i happened my first wild game happened because i got a 59 dollar special at tsc <laughs> it worked great it just quit on me this year how old was it um since i started nine years seven years old interesting see i hunted my first two years without cameras yeah just kind of yeah that's so that's it like that's my first two years without it oh okay I see. so first two years without it got it at tsc was like yeah my buddy's got these like i want to get one too i was like 60 bucks i don't know like i don't want to spend 60 bucks on a camera like and then all of a sudden you know it's really cool to see those photos well now i'm so adamant about it setting my cameras it finally just kicked the bucket and it was a good, great camera. It's just sitting collecting dust and yeah. now it's time for some new ones. So well, I, th I think it's just cool to even tell your friends, like, you know, I'll, I'll pull up a photo for you and be like, yo, check this out. Or like mm -hmm. the other night, I think it was like 10 PM or something. Um, you just texted me a photo and be like, yo, check out this bucket I just got. It's yeah. cool to just share that with your friends. You don't have to worry yeah. about a pulling your SD cards. B yeah. if I pull an SD card, put it in my laptop, what am I going to do? Email it to you. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just you can literally just share it right away and be like check this out so i think if you have a deer camp and you each buy one and set mm -hmm. them all up you can you know you can set it to your four or five guys you got a camp oh check out this deer check out this yeah. deer it's, it's awesome it's perfect i think they're great man and one thing i'm gonna use it for is come time to hunt for moose yeah. i think you know we had a lot of disturbances last year without us being there or maybe it was through the the night when we were sleeping but the amount of scat whether it be a wolf, lots of bear scat all over camp. We had no idea. Nothing bothered oh, our stuff. Wolves. I'll tell you right now, there was wolves. <laughs> all right. There was nothing there, but we don't we don't know what it was. And it would be so cool to get up in the morning and be like, oh, notification, this is what we got. Oh, there was a wolf three feet from our door at night. That's cool. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> you know what? If I wake up alive, I'm fine with it. There's, there's so many cool experiences to be had, and I'll take that any day over waking oh, yeah. up to, Go to you work. know go to work or go hang out, you know, in the city or at the mall yeah. or whatever it is, I guess some people enjoy doing, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's a different, it's a different beast up there too. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what the trail cameras do up there this fall. And yeah. I'm also really excited to see what we draw for moose tag. So August, absolutely. That's coming in less than a month. Yeah. August 1st is the <coughs> draw date, like the, the result date. So we're going to find out how we do. Hopefully bull tag. Yeah. Realistically, I'm, I'm going to be a little pessimistic here and say we're going to Caltech. We're going to Caltech. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a guarantee. Because I can't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> we don't draw a bull. I'll be like, oh, told you. Well, I know, like, there's not really much uh, in season for us, but lots of practice, lots of, you know, 
running, cycling, working out, um, shooting bows, and obviously just working day jobs. Um, but one thing I really do enjoy, and we did talk a little bit about it at the beginning, was the, the fishing. I haven't really got out yet. I haven't fished yet. But I'm really fiending it. Like, I'm ready to get out and... Like all my tackles dusted off, so we yeah. may have to make a trip somewhere. And we had a great spot last year. That was unreal. I think I think it needs to be hit again. I wouldn't be against that. I mean, if we can make a weekend out of it, and just, just take fish. the car, just take a car, and yeah, they don't even save need to the take, fuel. Yeah, I, I think, and I think we, if we wanted to, we can get a couple guys involved if yeah. we wanted to. But um, there's a few bodies of water around here. Lake St. Clair has always been a very, yeah. very special spot for me. I just one of my first fishing trips was at Lake St. Clair when I was younger, and then mm-hmm. usually I go to it once a year. And I love it there. It's, you know, 20 feet deep, like at the deepest spot, basically. Um, best musky fishing in northern, in northern North America. North America. For. Basically the whole world. Uh, best smallmouth in all of Ontario. I think Canada for that one, too. But it's just such an amazing body of water. And I, mm-hmm. really, if I had a boat, I'd go out there on my own. But Yeah. Actually, while we're on the topic, too, of uh, some sweet fishing pages um, and fishing topics, really cool page here that um, I wanted to mention because they're posting some cool stuff. These guys are just hammering fish right now. What After you pull it up and stuff, we need to talk about fishing gear because we've never done that. Yeah, I'm totally, totally down for that. It's kind of not hunting season right now, so. Yeah. Who are you pulling up right now? I'm trying to find it, but it's... uh, it's not working well for me. Cameron's having a bit of difficulty. Please stand Technology, by. man. Please stand by. Yeah. It kills me every time. <laughs> so, got it here. It's slamming underscore fish on Instagram is the handle. Um, this is, it appears to be a lot of buddies that we kind of went to school with. Uh, Nick OD15. He's... He seems to be the first photo here, or the most recent photo, with a huge smallie. And these guys are doing awesome. They're pounding fish. Uh, they're from Ontario? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're all from Ontario. Uh, Tyler Moss, obviously. Oh, yeah. He is at West. He is smashing some serious trout out in BC. Oh, yeah. The guy's unbelievable with that fly rod. Um, but, yeah, the cool page because um, they're posting lots of cool stuff, and it's kind of tis the season. So um, I'm liking their page right now but it's nice. kind of inspiring me to get out and that's what i want to do i want to get on the water these hot days water's nice yeah okay rod and reel of choice go that you have uh honestly i'd probably say like my do it all rod and reel combo is probably like the ugly stick God setup i know you're, you're probably reeling the same thing so i got the ugly stick with a loose um spin caster okay um I kind of just like it for everything. Like it's, it's no, not a spin caster. Yeah, that's the one with the little button that you throw that kids use. Yeah, that's bait caster. No. Yeah. Bait caster and spin caster, two different things. Spin caster is uh, f- no, for it's a spinning reel. Yeah, it's a spin caster. No, spin caster is the one with the click button. That's a bait caster. No, bait caster doesn't have. Okay, we're doing this right now. I'm gonna <laughs> pause and I'll be right back to tell you I'm right. Told you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, okay, I'm not using the kid's spin caster. I'm <laughs> using a spinning reel. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm like 26. Use a spin caster. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I would. There's, There's some high-end spin casters. Nothing wrong with that. Um, no, so it's a lose spinning reel. Okay. And that's what I'm using 
most times other than my bait caster yeah. set up on the oh geez i don't even remember what rod that is i can't tell you off the top of my head what uh what brand is bait caster do you have it is a bass pro one actually okay nice yeah it is nothing special i think it was 129 bucks yeah. um it does justice yeah very similar to me i have the for my go-to anything except for trout i won't use it for trout because i can't but i use baitcaster which is in abu garcia uh, pro max which is a seven one ratio i think and then that's paired on to Ugly Stick Elite. I think it's a graphite one. It's so funny how we are so not up to snuff with no, anything fishing. I'm trying to recall this stuff that I use. So that's that. And then other than that, I just have a standard three-piece fly reel that I'm trying to get it. Or three-piece fly rod with fly reel that I'm trying to slowly learn. I can cast comfortably like 20 feet. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. about it. Which, I mean, it's getting there, but... <laughs> Oh, man. Just There's... hope you're standing in the right spots for 20 feet. Yeah, man. Like, 20 feet. I say 20 feet because it sounds better than, like, what is that? That's less than 10 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, 20 feet sounds a lot better. Yeah. It's uh, it's fun, man. Like, I, I just can't wait to yeah. go fishing. I, I'm hoping to plan a trip very shortly yeah. here. I, uh, two years ago, I, I like tinkering with stuff as Cam knows. And so, two years ago, I actually started building my own flies just for trying to Caught a few bass on it, nothing crazy, but it was cool. My, I had my buddy who has a donkey at his farm, so he got me a bunch of donkey hairs, which are, like, white and gray, and tied them up with a red thread. Made, like, um, what are those? You know that um, lure that's, like, it's something buck. It's made with buck hair, usually. Like a, like a buck lure? Yeah, like, they're usually long hair. Yeah, like, I know what you're talking about it. I forget the actual name. <laughs> Somebody fishing please enlighten gear. us on fishing gear. Fishing gear. Um, where's, anyways, where's the nearest fishing podcast? Please yeah. send us on a route. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. Uh, it's. I made one of those with a fly, with a fly hook, and caught some bass on there. It was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I've always wanted to go trying fly. something different. Not yeah. your, not your. What is this? Uh, like my area of expertise kind of thing. Area of expertise. It's not yeah. So it was cool. Like I'm really comfortable with my baitcaster and Texas rig. Um, yeah, that's definitely your go-to. Oh yeah, man, you saw me use them uh, yeah, up north, crushing it. It's, they're awesome. So, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to get back into do a little fishing, even if it just do one trip this summer. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy, but we'll see where it goes, right? Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's a busy summer. We're we're into July already. I can't believe it's been six months. Yeah. So basically, just wanted to check in, let you guys know we're not dead. Um, we've just been busy, and we still appreciate you guys listening and want to say yeah. thanks. One thing we did want to mention, uh, the super big giveaway that we've been hey, talking guys, about. We haven't even said that. No, you, you guys have just been looking for it or maybe even forgot about it at this point. But um, we are going to be doing a giveaway as a thanks um, for the 10K downloads, which is just unbelievable That's, still. 10.6 now. 10.6 now, yeah. Um, but at the 10 mark, we yeah. said we'd do a giveaway. Uh, so what we are working on is with Antler River Archery, we're going to give a ready-to-hunt bow package of some sort. Um, we have a few things in mind. I don't want to give away what it is yet because it could change. There are two possibilities, but there is going to be a ready-to-hunt bow package. It's going to be just the one stop. You're good to go. Start yeah. practicing. Take this yeah. bow into October with you. The only thing you might need is because we can't 
just randomly guess on arrows, you might yes. just need the arrows for yep. it. But yep. It's... yep. Come on in to Antler River. Get sized up. Get some shooting time in. Meet Chris. Meet James. Yeah. And uh, that that's just a huge thank you. And um, yeah, you guys have supported us unbelievably from the beginning, and yeah. we love it. We we're always talking about doing so many different things, and obviously, like like we say, life happens. So things change from day to day, but we try and stick to our guns for the most part. And this is something definitely that is going to be coming in the next, you know, two weeks, we'll say. And we're, uh, we just got to push James to finish this thing. So, yeah, but uh, I'm pretty excited to give that bow away. The only stipulation might be that it's really hard to ship a bow. Like, yeah, we're going to have to work out some fine and fine tune some details on how we're going to do that. Uh, shipping in Canada is actually outrageous. I had it out with uh, Canada Post higher up. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, very, very disappointed on how I can ship something to the States for cheaper than what I can ship something to Burlington yeah. from here. It's ridiculous. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, anyways, that's nothing for you guys to worry about. That's what it's <laughs> to get mad about. But. We yeah. want you guys to be excited about the bow and something ready to hunt with, so... Thanks again, and uh, yeah, hope if you guys have any fishing tips and advice, and if you want to even talk about fishing on a podcast, or take us out to your fishing spot. Take us out to fishermen never share their fishing spots. I know. I'm kind forget of, about it. We're Canadian though. I'm kind we'll of just forget. Marcello said that <laughs> that doesn't happen. Hunters are like much more nice and friendly than fishermen because that doesn't wrong. happen. Maybe someone will prove me wrong. Maybe. Prove us wrong. That was like a, what do you call that? Like a, not a double negative, but like, you know, we're trying to say that just so someone will actually. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm, it's really late at night. Yeah. So it's, the, it is like 1130 or definitely close to. So. Yeah. But anyways, I know what you're getting. <laughs> Help us out guys. We will talk to you guys next week on another podcast and let you guys know how our season update is kind of going with our prep work. So thanks guys. Chat to you next week.